0: Want to welcome everybody back for the return of Shooting the Shot with Larry and Harve. We are on the sunset deck at Bank of California Stadium on a partly sunny afternoon after a glorious 2 0 victory over our arch rivals from down south, the LA Galaxy, on goals by Danny the Moose and the captain who is back and I want to say hello to you,
1: Harvey. It's been way too long. Well, thank you for having me back. Uh, it's been absolutely way too long. And uh, it's nice to come back to a nice victory, I guess. This is a great timing to, to have another shoot in the shot. And uh, it's, it is a glorious day because we won. And because, uh, you know, we got another game in two days. So I'm yeah. excited. The, yeah. the tight turn. The tight turn. And
0: before we get too deep into it, we need to let the millions and millions of listeners know. How are the ribs, Harvey? You took a shot today.
1: <laughs> the ribs are doing well. Uh, I was telling you a little bit earlier, I woke up to a, a Uruguayan uh, dream having uh, Pancho and Diego Rossi over top of me. I was like a little teenage girl there, <laughs> um, uh, and uh, yeah, they're they're doing well. Just got the wind knocked out of me, and uh, completely worth it. Blocked across, we got two zero win, first shutout against the Galaxy, first shutout.
0: Yeah, have to mention wow. that that is duly huge. noted, duly and, noted.
1: Um, something I obviously take pride in, and uh, yeah, just excited to be back out there and um, you know battling with the team, and then obviously. At the end of it all, which I'm sure we'll get into, about 200 supporters out in the corner over here. What is the corner of Figueroa and what is that?
0: Well, not. It's just north of the corner of Figueroa and Martin Luther King. Perfect. Outside of the northeast gate, where many a fan in normal times would enter the bank.
1: And we and we kept the tradition alive and did a shalala. Very social distance, shalala. I think they were about 100 yards away. Yeah. Uh, but we kept it going. So we had about uh, you know 20 of the guys out there and uh, about 200 supporters. And, um, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. And credit to the
0: 3252 for not only showing up but being safe about it and staying socially distanced. And for those listening, we are maintaining social distance and – That's a good segue to introduce our special (laughs) guest, our special guest host, because whether Harvey knows it or not, whether Harvey likes it or not, the tables will turn, not unlike an episode of Back to Back uh, last year with (laughs) the dearly departed Stephen Betashore, or what I did to Beta in 2018 as a guest on Beta Time. We're turning it around. We have the great. Friend of the club, superstar reporter, man of
2: incredible football acumen, Vince LaRosa. Welcome, baby. Jordan, can I tell you I had instant flashbacks to a moment. I think it was in the first season because you got very adamant about talking about the shutout. And I don't know if you remember this. At PC, I was standing there one day, and you and Beta were walking out, and you go, hey, Vince, when are you going to write about the defense and your takeaways? And I was like, well, you know, Carlos scored a goal this week. And he he goes, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Carlos scores goals. But you do five takeaways. There's got to be at least one about the defense. And we've gotten, like, two shutouts in a row. And I think you guys went on to get a third one. And I did write about it. And I came back to you. I was like, like a proud – I was like, I wrote about it. he was like, it's too late, bro. (laughs) He was like – and you said – and Max Breda still reminds me of this. You said to me, you go – you set the narrative, Vince. Yeah. Do your yeah. job yeah. and just walked out. And, <laughs> and Max looked at me. Wow. And Max looked at me like, I think he's mad at you. I was like, No, nah, I've seen Jordan mad. I don't think he's mad this time, but wasn't, he is right. Wasn't mad. Wasn't mad at all. Just you know,
1: got to maintain levels. We gotta we gotta have some standards, and I think I think Beta brought it up more than I did to be oh. honest.
2: Beta was always hot
1: on my heels he with anything always. I messed up.
0: So, <laughs> I'm curious, Harvey. And I don't recall who the gal's defender was today, but saved a goal, header off the line, and I'm thinking he must have been watching film of you, because oh.
1: that's your thing, the <laughs> header off the line. I don't know what it is. There's, there's so many here at the Bank of California Stadium. I don't know if defenders just become <laughs> more aware, because the ball's always headed towards the goal. So, uh, yeah. He, what was it at? 1-0 at that point? Yeah. Was it? I mean, it was like 1-0 it wasn't right, at the very end. Way, right. It was like I, I got subbed out in the 60th or 70th, and it was nice to see uh, Bradley Wright Phillips and a Carlos Vela get subbed on. <laughs> like, how's that, Galaxy? Yeah, like, right. We're bringing <laughs> out <down> Carlos <laughs> Talk about and, hot shots. Bradley yeah, Wright Phillips, I was sitting on the bench like, oh, man, they're in for it. And so it was nice to see Carlos back out there. Uh, Brad almost got one. We need to take another look at that. Mm. That was very close to being onside.
0: Vince, uh, I
2: think you had the best view from where you were. I think it was onside, but there's a there's another moment we got to talk about that might be a bigger, <laughs> bigger talking point. And I know people want us to get right into that because how often do you have an actual player from a rivalry match? I mean, this is less than an hour than when you were on the pitch. Like an hour ago, you were literally playing in the game. Yeah. So the people want the hard question, so I'm going to go right in with the hard question. Get in there, baby. Bring it. I don't know if you remember before the Cruz Azul game at the Performance Center. Wow. We're there was going, a staff game going on, going and a certain Jordan Harvey had walked outside to watch that staff game, and it was a heated one, and there was a young man playing, a good-looking <laughs> young man, Vince LaRosa, and the coaching staff was teasing Jordan Harvey, saying a little bit that – look, we've got our own Jordan Harvey. Yeah, And remember the actual Jordan Harvey saying, I take offense to that. (laughs) And then that good looking Vince saying, first of all, guys, I can hear both of you because we're outside. (laughs) And then immediately scoring a goal. So my question to you is after that moment, you went to Orlando and decided you were going to write for the LA Times, and I'm wondering... Oh, here we go. <laughs> this has been like six months oh, of yeah. the making. Oh, We've yeah. You've holding on to this What yeah. makes you think that because I go out there and run around and do my little Jordan Harvey impression that you can take my gig?
1: Hey, i got to try everything, right? I'm, I'm on the back nine of my career, so i got to dabble in a little bit of everything. Uh, yeah, speaking about that, a lot harder than it looks.
2: All right, first question.
1: The ball was out of bounds, right? It was very close. I,
2: I was <laughs> talking to,
1: I'm, I'm never gonna admit that it's out, so you're never gonna get that from me, but it was very, very close. And and then what's the rule on that? Because like 15 seconds later, like it gets down to the other end, we score. Now, is it time? Is like the ball's at our end line. Mm-hmm. So what is the ruling on that? I, that's what well, I don't understand. The rule
2: is, which is why I think your sideline got a little heated, um, Balls, uh, balls out of play are not reviewable. There you go. So th- what they did was I think they looked to see if Danny was offside just to be like, how could we find a different way to pull this play back, assuming it was out of bounds. Thank balance. you. That's what I was looking for, clarification,
1: because it, it, granted it was on our in line, but if those aren't reviewable, then what are we talking about? Well,
0: and I was told that the rule is that it's the whole ball. Correct. So in theory – you yeah. could see green, but the edge of the ball is still hovering over the line. Sure. There you so, go. We'll be talking about this one for a long, yeah, long time. Yeah, but then time. you have
1: the other goal that got called back. That yes. was very close as well. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day... It all evens out? Is that what you're trying to say, Harvey? Thank you. All right. That's well, football. Ups and downs.
2: What happens <laughs> in that moment, right? Because so, so Eddie seems to be like the kid that got his hand caught in the candy jar, yeah. even though he wasn't the last one to touch it. But he kind of takes it and literally gets to kind of waltz through your box, which... The Galaxy, in that moment, should have pressed, obviously. So, like, are are, are they just stop? Like, what how, what did you see in what they're stopping and what's going on?
1: Well, the ball was heading out of bounds. I'm assuming it knocked off one of us because Eddie was trying to save it. He did save it. And then, you know, they're a man down, and they were kind of spread out. So then Eddie brought the ball up and a great ball of Diego. And then, um, obviously, the through ball. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you can't review out of ball, uh, the ball going out of bounds, then... You know, not much to talk about.
2: It's a goal. Moving on. Jeez. Yeah, well. The one he, thing, I thought we could get, like, some controversy. <laughs> like, S- we're moving No, on. no
1: controversy. It, you just told me, though, that you can't review it. I didn't know that, actually. No,
2: you can't review it. That's what was so. Harvey,
1: well, if you don't know the rules,
0: who knows the rules? <laughs> How long have cute... you been in the league, brother? <laughs> VAR's been around for, like,
2: a second, true, so... True. Well, and to be fair, every year you've been in the like, league, there's been, like, new rules that have come in. Like, this is the you way it rolls. You just you keep up. You, right?
1: just, you just adapt. You, you, just, you adapt, just move on. You just
2: stay with the FIFA rules, and you're like, I'm good on those, and we can...
1: Yeah, and there's always, like, a weird goal in the Galaxy games anyway, right? There's always some sort of deflection, or something going off somebody, and the ball popping loose, and so... You know, obviously there has to be that in this game. And, um, yeah, again, let's go back to the clean sheet, guys.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, the score line aside, <laughs> and I don't want to put you under any more heat, but you guys kind of waltzed a little bit through that one. And maybe maybe to your detriment for a little bit there in the second half, you guys were slowing the pace down a little bit. But, like,
1: yeah, the first half, they they actually came out and they were in our end. And then I think within five, not even ten minutes, I thought we gained pretty good control had them pinned back. Um, Araujo on the right side, he's like a pest defensively, comes in, helps with the midfield, helps with the winger out wide, helps Felcher, his fullback, in defending those 1v1s. So he's all over the place um, defensively. And when you pin them in like that, you know you just have to move the ball quickly. And I think at the end of that first half, that's what we were talking about at halftime, is that we just needed to move, move the ball quicker and don't settle for cheap crosses that they're just going to clear out they have some size back there and uh, eventually we'll break them down because again they were down to 10 men and um, you know we have some really great attackers that obviously we just got back and you know feed them the ball and that's that's what I like to do from the fullback spot unless it's an obvious overlapping moment just give the ball to these guys you know they're the best players in the league Um, let them cook man and uh, they're eventually going to break them down before the game
0: kicks you know we Lost the last two against the Galaxy. Speaking of clean sheets, hadn't scored. And what was the dynamic? I know Carlos has been with the team, but what was the dynamic and was it different having him donning the black and gold and being in the 18 today?
1: Yeah, I think having him back even in training you know, the level just goes up and it was interesting because all these guys came back from international duty and that first training session when we had, you know, Carlos in, um, you know, Diego, Brian, cheeky, Sifu coming back into the fold. And, um, that training session was awesome. It was like the level was raised like chances that should be created were there. Goals that should be had were made. It was, um, awesome. And, uh, you know, we haven't had that for a while. Um, guys who have stepped up, young guys, Christian, um, Torres, you know, guys have stepped up and done really well. Um, and, you know, they've had those opportunities, and um, I, I, I think they've stepped up in those. But, you know, there's something that Carlos Velo is Carlos Vela, And when you have these guys that come into the game, especially like I was just saying, getting subbed on, it's just, you know, another level. And there's that intimidation factor as well when you have somebody like that come in and, um yeah it's just great man uh to have everyone healthy i think the younger guys will be pushed because of these older guys um in training sessions and everybody will get better because of it it's been uh, a crazy year to say the least and um you know we we get the sense that this last month we're kind of coming into our own um we still need some more consistent results but I think we're coming into our own, and we're getting everybody back at the right time. Hopefully Mark uh, has a speedy recovery as well. Um, but, you know, in MLS, if you're peaking at the right time, come playoffs, um, you have a chance. And, and that's what I'm looking forward to.
2: Yeah, do you legitimately feel like it? this is the closest to normal you guys have been in a while? Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely, because you go to Orlando with without Carlos. And that that's something that you have to mention, that we never have... You know thrown out excuses but you know when you're out without the mvp it makes a difference yeah um you can't count on you know he was averaging a goal and assists like a game pretty much you mm-hmm. know so people had to step up and i thought you saw diego step up um he was amazing in orlando and then you know coming back there was just injuries and setbacks and different things and so um now that we have everyone back you know it was nice to see carlos in there and it's not, an, it's not a, a true El Trafico without a Carlos Vela point, you know, goal or assist. And so um, it was awesome to see him get on the score sheet. And, um, yeah, I think you'll see us slowly, um, you know, reach our best in the next few weeks.
2: I mean, I've never thought that you got, because people ask me, like, what do you, you think is different when Carlos isn't there? And they're like, do you think they just rely on him too much? I'm like, mm-hmm. I go, no, I think it's the opposite. I feel like. You guys know that when Carlos is there, that you can be a little freer and hit some things that maybe you might not think about. And then when he's not there, you th- you're, the gears are turning a little bit more. Is, is that accurate or is that, am I up base there?
1: You just, you have, it's confidence as well. Knowing that you have someone up there that understands the game, knows uh, defensively where to be. You know, it's not always the goals and assists. It's, it's uh, you know, slowing the game down. Like when he gets on the ball, everything kinda just slows down for him mm-hmm. and as well as the team. So like when he's cutting his side, it's just like everything opens up and and uh, he just makes a huge difference, you know. It's it's not it's not rocket science to understand that someone like that is gonna make a huge difference. And then, you know, on the flip side, you know, guys like Diego, Brian, you know, Brad, Danny today, like they get more opportunities, they get better openings and you're just gonna see guys step up and, and um you know, I'm I'm excited to see, uh, you know, a guy like Brad play with Carlos. He's never played with him. Oh, right. Uh, it's crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's an amazing finisher. So to see the opportunities that he might get, um, and uh, and then obviously Danny, he's really coming to his own. I don't know where you guys get the moose, the, the moose shot. Musovski. Musovski moose. moose. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. I like it. I Is like that it. No nickname guy. I, I, <laughs> I like guess
1: it. not. No. I, <laughs> it's pretty obvious yeah, to me. I, yeah I mean what do you guys call him just um, Danny just Danny just good old Danny because he's uh, just a good old uh you know American boy um but yeah he he's like just work hard he he uh you know has come in really tried to listen and take on everything um and there's a lot to take on as a forward as an attacker for LAFC and um you know he's done really well he's played out in the the wing, mm-hmm. which is, you know, not his strong suit, but he's done it, and he's done it really well. Um, and then, you know, him starting uh, as a 9 tonight, he got the goal, and he, and he worked his tail off. So, I was really happy for him.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's you expect it from Brad, yeah. because it's what he's done yeah. for an extended period of time. And so, when he comes in, and in Orlando, he's filling up the net. It's expected. But over the course of the last several games, the Moose, because we got to get you used to the vernacular, obviously, yeah, sure. all right? Yeah, it's going it, it it to be in the media. You have to do the nickname thing. I'll take it on. But Danny, all of a sudden, is just a sniper where he's getting the opportunity and he's putting the ball in the back of the net. And have you. Did, do you guys expect it based on what you see
1: in training? Yeah, I, he puts himself in good spots. I think, you know, over the course of the last, whatever, seven months, um, he's learned a lot. I think initially um, you saw glimpses of it. In practice, he'd, he'd get a, a ball across and he'd finish it, like, very tidy, clinical, and he'd be like, okay, here it is. Like, this is the, the stuff that, you know, maybe John saw when he signed him. Um, and you'd see glimpses of it. And then as the year has gone on, he's kind of become more consistent with it. He still has a lot to learn. Um, and it's it's a great place to be when you have the qualities that he has in terms of finishing in the box. When you can listen to a coaching staff like we have and put yourself in better areas that you'll get better chances and then playing with the likes of, you know, the attackers we have, it's just going to really help him and, um, you know, and in all honesty, you talk about defenders or like, you know, defenders learning from one another and and um, experienced guys like helping out younger guys. And that's the same with Brad and Danny. Um, you know, I don't know how much they they talk about it, but those types of runs that Brad makes are like second to none in this league. He makes amazing runs, and Danny can can learn from that for sure.
2: Danny's got that swagger, like that X factor. That's what when people ask me, they're like. Would you, did you see anything in Danny? I was like, look, he came in and all we could look at was a couple USL games. and I was like, he looked like a, a good finisher. But like you said, it's not easy to play forward in the system. It's not like it's a plug and play. Like you just, this happens, then you do this. It's like, no, no, we expect you to go out there and we're going to put you in positions where you're going to have to be brave. You're going to have to carry the ball, put yourselves in a spot where you're uncomfortable. And Danny seems like every week he's like, I'm not afraid to carry the ball and do what I have to do to, to be that like notch above.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's afraid at all. I think it's just about uh, making intelligent runs, um, knowing where to be when the ball is in certain areas, um, being off center back shoulders, not coming to the ball straight on, always having an angle. Mm -hmm. Those are the little things that he's learning and he's picking up on um, that will make him a lot better. And so you're seeing that. and, And you're seeing, you know, Edward make these passes to him Um, that you've seen with all our forwards, whether it be Christian Ramirez or Dio, um, where they come off the center back and there's just this little lane and Edward, a profe, to talk about nicknames, (laughs) who I came up with that, by the way, like slip those in and you've seen really good touches from him. You've seen some that have maybe gotten away from him Mm -hmm. and gone to the goalie, but he's he's opening up his body and finding those lanes and, and being proactive as opposed to you know, when he first came here, he would just come straight to the ball. And we played into him, and he'd have no ideas. And now he's actually thinking
2: before he gets the ball. This is why you bring on the pros, because that's what I meant. With the, it's the angles. He yeah. keeps. He's able to turn guys because he's already yeah. positioned his body to get going in oh, that right direction.
0: Yeah. He, he, you noticed that he used the nickname for Edward just so he could take credit for it? I, I'm telling you. That's why you he's a great Edward. host. You ask
1: Edward. That's why he's a great host. You ask Edward. A
0: pro play came from me, the so, professor, man. So... What do you think like obviously it's different for each individual and the positions are different but being around you guys for the last 3 seasons it's clear that no matter who you are where you've played there's a learning curve here and so is it you know what is it months is it some number of matches, you know, what do you, is, or is it just all over the map? Depending on who you are, where you've played. Obviously, we've seen some guys, without naming names, there are some people who just couldn't get it, and, you know, they've moved on.
2: I'll name the names. Let's start. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, there's definitely a learning curve, and, um, you know, a good example is what we were just talking about, Edward Atuesta. He came in, um, you know, there was the injury, I think, to Mark. And he came in and uh, really raised his game. Um, Initially, you were like, okay, you know, he's got great technique, all this and that. He needed to kind of learn the position, learn learn where our uh, forwards are going to be, the different balls and everything. Um, And he picked it up really quickly. Now, you come into a year like this, where there's training, there's not training, there's ups, there's downs, there's, you know, time off. And then you you go to Orlando, there's not a a lot of time to prepare. Um, You just get thrown in. There's not really preseason games. And so it's been difficult, I think, uh, for some of the guys who are in these positions like, you know, Pancho or Sifu. And, um, you know, fortunately for them, they've gotten a lot of opportunities. So they've kind of had to learn on the go. Um, They haven't had the luxury of being put in 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 good situations when maybe we're up and you can find these passes and kind of get into the flow. They've just been, you know what? We don't have players. You're in. And so, um, you know, credit to them because I think they've gotten miles better from when they initially got here. I think Sifu is a beast. Uh, I mean, you see him running down guys defensively. Um, He makes really good passes. I, I, I'm telling you, at some point, he's going to strike a ball from distance. Yeah, it goes and in, it's gonna go. and it's going to go, yeah. and everybody's gonna be like, "Okay, that's what <laughs> we're looking for." Um, but yeah, you know, and then Poncho, he gets in these tight areas, um, and you know, he's still learning the positioning and and uh, and finding where to be when, uh, say, Edward moves out of the space, coming into the six, and and um, really being balanced, and and so it's it's a learning process. Um, guys are picking it up and, um, you know, a guy like Murray, who I think, uh, has come in and, and talk was about that. Him. another yeah. nickname right there. Vince yeah. Murray. So yeah. Jesus, Jesus Maria. Yeah. Okay. Was,
2: Murray. Bob yeah. said it on the post game after the last <laughs> match. And I was like, eh, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, th- all right. I, th- I think, uh, so center back is not a, is not an easy position to come in, in our system as well. Cause you're right. Shifting, you're sliding. Sure. And he had zero
2: training sessions with you for that first game, Zero. right?
1: Zero. I learned his nickname
2: before the game. I said, <laughs> I said, hey, what do you want me to call you? And What's said, his English like? said,
1: Murray. Uh, n- n- not there.
2: So just soccer Spanish. I,
1: I know. A l- yeah, yep. I know a little bit of soccer Spanish, so I can I can communicate with him. We were talking, about, a- like, a- we were talking about before that first game. No, Andale. <laughs> yeah,
2: so it's like uh, left,
1: right, Yeah, Edward calm, was telling him like... some of the English words, like step, right, left, back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I can speak to you in Spanish, like baja, arriba, mm-hmm. derecha, izquierda. Like, I know a little bit to tell people. have you ever yelled out right, but meant left and been like, "No, shit. I say like, I say like a fuera or adentro to Brian. Um, Sometimes he listens, sometimes he doesn't. But that's beside the point. That's another podcast. (laughs) That's that's, that's, that's beside the point. Um, But Murray has come in and just like uh, Eddie Segura, I think has come in and, and really picked it up seamlessly. Yeah. Um, You know, a game like this, I think, is a great session for him because we're up a man and he can really focus on um, offensive marking Mm -hmm. and and stepping up and being aggressive. And so, um, you know, he's come into this team and and really been that, man, that that, uh, aerial threat, that, like, enforcer that, you know, we need. And everyone's like, man, this guy's a player Yeah. Um, from the very beginning, from the get-go. And to go and have your first... Not, not only, like, session, but game and, like, experience with LAFC in Portland, against Portland. That's a tough, tough one, one to – uh, draw. Yeah, that's yeah. a tough draw. And he did really well, man. And yep. there was a few plays in that game where there were set pieces. And I'm behind him on some of these lateral set pieces. And we're dropping. And I'm like, okay, this one's coming to me. And he just rises up and, and
2: wins it. And you're just <laughs> like, oh,
1: that's so nice.
2: <laughs> Like that is just so nice. Well, when he came in, I, I was just watching some highlights, and I was like, God, this is going to sound so lazy, but I can't not. I'm watching, and I'm seeing Eddie. Like, they play almost exactly the same. He's just a little bit taller. He's taller. And a little more physical, but yeah. they play a lot alike, right? Yeah. Like, and, am I and, seeing
1: that right? Yeah. I mean, you've seen as much as I have, and it's right. in a short, it's been a short time. But um, Eddie can play either side. You know, I, I really like Murray's feet you saw it today yep. and kind of bringing the ball up and hitting some balls over the top that were really, you know, over the fullback's head that were perfect balls um, and finding the inside pass. That's what we're always really high on is mm-hmm. finding Edward because he's, he pulls the strings and, and he really looks for that and he wants to play. He really wants to play out of the back and, and at all times keep the ball on the ground. So that's, that's huge. Yeah. Um, and that's a credit again to like our front office that has, you know, found some of these guys that are able to just slide right in and make a
2: huge impact. What's the the most interesting man in the universe? Juan Pablo Inhal, right? Yeah. Uh, Juan Pablo, Pablo. yes. <laughs> but I, I
0: have a question for you. Um, so, Mo, do we call him Mo, or do we have a different nickname? No, he's right? Mo. Okay. He's Mo. So Mo. <laughs> You going to have to do a whole year. You gotta say it. Yeah. No, the everybody people. knows. Know okay. Everybody oh, knows. All right. But so he gets the tough draw the last two matches, right? He's a left back, you're a left back. He gets stuck over on the right. <laughs> yeah. So he's done really well. Yeah. But let's talk about how hard that is because you're in a position where the flow of the game is taking the ball to the wrong foot. Yeah. And so how difficult is that, you know, especially against not just anybody. He was put over there against Portland. Yeah. And in a derby match against the Galaxy, I don't care if they had 10 guys or 8 guys. It's intense.
1: Yeah. So he's he's obviously done really well, and it's a tough, it's absolutely difficult to be thrown over on that right side when your natural foot is the opposite. Did you
0: guys do, like, rock, paper, scissors to see who got stuck <laughs> over no, no, there? You. No, we, did.
1: <laughs> we did it. But, um, you know, we talked about it. Absolutely. We're like, you know, could either one of us play right back? And we were thinking about it. And I was like, you know, I can hit the ball with my right foot. And we are both – the thing with Mo is that he's, you know,
2: he's a good dribbler.
1: So yes. when he gets put into a difficult spot – you know, you obviously don't want him to dribble every time, but he can get out of things because he's shifty. Um, <laughs> no, get <laughs> down. Mo is shifty. He is. Shifty. He's
2: shifty. <laughs> and,
1: you know, especially with today's game, um, being up a man for the majority of it, he's great attacking-wise. So um, as a left back, if I'm defending someone on the left foot, it's difficult because they can cut inside and cross it pretty much at ease. Yep. Um, it's difficult to stop that. Um, and then when you go to stop it, Moe's really great at cutting the ball back to his right. So I think he's done a great job. I think more than the attacking part of it, um, defensively, he's been sound. He's been in the right spot defensively, which has been huge. Um, a lot of teams like to switch the ball on us because we try to get numbers around it. And he's been in a, in a position where he can cut that out cut it out to Pavone because if Pavone gets it onto his feet 1v1 he's really tough to stop so um, to be in the right spot and have the speed that he does to be able to cut that out and he did it a number of times today and that really helps us um, you know going forward um, you know it's, it's great to have that option for sure Whenever
2: I see Mo and he cuts it back to his left foot, I'm like, he's going to hit it and this is not the right time. And I just, I feel like he has to resist the urge all the time to cut it on his left foot and hit that yeah, down. Well,
1: the ball is there and I think the first game that he came in against Seattle... He tried to hit it first tried, time and it it a hit, couple times it got cut out. Went to
2: Nico Ladero, which yeah, is not good. Yeah,
1: and... Um, you know, it's a learning curve. You you get put in and in like the, in that game against the you know the top team in the West currently. Um, you know you get put in at right back when you haven't really trained there again. Um, and I, I thought he did a great job mm-hmm. in terms of uh, you know he's going up against Morris in that game. He's yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. That's a huge one. And so being in the right spot because Morris likes to get forward and and make these. Um, amazing runs uh, when Ladero gets it, just taking off. Mo has the speed to keep up with them. Yeah, um, but yeah, those those crossing ones, he doesn't hit them. I think he hit one today uh, to me, and um, and then obviously when he cuts in on the left foot, if so, if we have runners going forward, it's it's nice. He he almost hit Brad in the Portland game um, for a goal mm-hmm. that I, I know Brad would want back. So um, no, he's done a great job and. Um, again, I think defensively, him being in the
2: right spot at the right time is, is what is the biggest pro. Yeah. Should we talk about the shield? We should. I mean, we, we're going to hit a record for saying it, this is a crazy year in any kind of podcast. <laughs> uh, but it has been a crazy year. And one of the first things we talked about, um, and you brought up going to see the supporters, which is, again, a, a, an amazing moment in just the weirdest circumstances. But the sports shield, we talked about it. Obviously, they've gone back on their decision. So... Let me just get your thoughts when you first heard like they weren't going to award it. Were, were you in on it? Did you guys talk at all about it? We haven't talked about it. I, I initially heard that they weren't going to do it and then literally before
1: the game, someone was like, yeah, they're actually awarding it now. They went back on that. For me, you don't want to discredit anything this year because everyone's going through the same thing and some people have had it harder in terms of maybe having some COVID cases within their team. Some have, uh, you know, we've been lucky enough, knock on wood, that we've done well with it. Um, And the guys have really been responsible and and, uh, through Orlando and then up until now we've been really great. Um, So you don't want to discredit anybody this season. So, you know, as much as I would love to hold on to another year, I think, you know, you got to give credit where it's due, and and I think they should award the Supporters' Shield because why not? I don't understand the rationale why not because it's a makeshift year and there's Mm – you know, you know, Colorado gets uh, all these games postponed, and... and uh, do you, you think mean, that's Beta's fault? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hot take. Hot take, Beta comes into camp, yeah. Um, that's he's, a, he's still a secret LFC agent? Is that what you're trying to say? He's, <laughs> he's uh, undercover? I, I know
1: for a fact he didn't get it, so I don't think it's his fault. Um, but yeah, I do think it should be awarded this year, and... You know, teams have gone through a lot, so if you're at the top at the end of the year, you deserve it.
2: I almost felt like it should be, so the top, Supporter Shield and the MLS Cup winners, nothing beside their name, no asterisk, there's no reason. But everyone else should get an asterisk and saying, like, we understand. <laughs> like, if you didn't win this year, we understand. Like, the top teams, all credit to you, but hey, if you didn't win, it's it's tough.
1: Yeah, no, I understand, but everyone's going through it. Everyone has their own, you know, hurdles to climb, and... um you know, it's it's tough to discredit anyone, but, you, you know, like you said, you do understand when some, some teams like, you know, say Colorado has has had those postponed games, um, who knows what they're going to do with that. Yeah. We still don't know. And that's looks the like it's going to be points per game, yeah. per yeah. game.
2: which you want to get someone's blood boiling, that's going to be – I don't <laughs> like that one so much. Well, that, are they taking yeah. points per game currently or at the end of the year? I know. That's the thing. Everyone's going to be busting out a calculator, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the decision. Well, day, I mean, though. let's just put it this way. Until this match – I think you guys were below them in points per game. Now you're eclipsing them, but like, could you imagine if the season somehow, and they're like, well, yeah. Yeah. Colorado's above you.
1: It would be difficult, but then you also have to take into account like what they've been through. They right. haven't been able to train. So, you know, obviously the cases have happened within their camp, so there is some fault there. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, those players, you know, you feel for them. However it happens, it's going to happen. I'm not really – Trying to dwell on it, we'll uh, see where the chips fall. But you know, again, the thing that LAFC does that I that 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 has been amazing for me, and more so than any other club, has focused on us and our form and what we need to do and what we need to take care of uh, to be um, in a good position at the end of the day.
0: So speaking of LAFC, LAFC took a bit of a different approach when we won the shield last year and there were some folks who thought we overdid it some folks thought that it was great because it is awarded similar to the way championships are won around the globe and was more authentic to the game how has the arc of the shield changed uh, during your time in the league
1: I think since I've been in the league, um, I think it's gained more importance, to be honest. And I don't just say that because we won it last year. I remember uh, New, York, uh, New York Red Bulls won it uh, a couple times and thinking, you know, we just played against Sasha question and Brad, Bradley Ray Phillips was on that team thinking that they were an amazing team. They were a great team. Um, and, you know, all credit goes to them for having an amazing season they weren't able to finish it with an MLS Cup. Um, A team like Toronto, who had an amazing season. Atlanta, like, the teams that have won it, and I feel like over the course of the last five, you know, eight years, um, they've been amazing teams. And, you know, every, and I don't see how you can discredit it. Every other place, the Supporters' Shield is the prize. And so I think the teams that have won it, um, recently, it's because their football just stands out among, uh, you know, atop at the, the rest, and um, I think that goes back to like I said, the Red Bulls, who I thought their football was amazing back in the day with Sasha and Riley Rhett Phillips, and how they played with Thierry Henry, and um, I feel like ever since then I was always um, rating the Supporter Shield as you know, not an MLS Cup, but right up there with it.
0: Okay, so that is a good segue into the segment that you normally handle. Start, cut, bench. Oh, here we go. Uh, Drop the music. <laughs> yes. Go, Joe. Yes. <laughs> uh, Champions League berths connected to each. Yes? Yes. Oh, wow. MLS Cup, Supporter Shield, U.S. Open Cup.
1: What do you do, Harvey? Start, cut, bench. You, you start MLS Cup. You You want to win that above all else, like I just mentioned. Um, Wow. This one's hard because we've won a um, Supporter Shield and we've come very close to the Open Cup. Um, I guess... But here's the thing. We've got the 32-52. So I would win a Supporter Shield again for them. It is the supporters and they deserve it. So I would... And it sounds weird. Bench the supporters' right, right, as the second kind of place there, and then cut the Open Cup, MLS Cup hands down. Yeah, but between supporter Shield and and and, uh, and Open Cup, that's that's a tough one. But yeah, our supporters are second to none, and so they deserve it.
2: Can I ask you what's that like? What's the learning curve for let's say a guy like uh, Murray? Like what for him? He only knows. One tr- one type of trophy. You finish the year. Sure. I mean, there's. Th- I, I'm sure there's like yeah. some kind of Colombian cup, or that's like the Open Cup. Like, what is their what is their idea? Like, when you say, if you turn to him and go, like, MLS Cup, we got to win it. Like, it does no- nothing. We do here matters if we don't win this. Like, are they starting to? Is is that changing the perce- perception of supporter shield, or are they do they get all on board because they're like end of the year we win it? And I, I know that it's some of it's like the, the prize, right? The prize, the prize money. I mean, let's not. Like, I know everyone wants trophies or whatever, but they incentivize, incentivize you guys a lot more to win an MLS Cup, correct?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like these guys have never played in a tournament setting, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it be Champions League or, you know, guys have been to World Cups, Youth World Cups, a lot of our guys. So it's similar to that in, you know, emphasizing this is a elimination game and um, it's win or go home. Like... They all know the stakes. okay. And, um, you know, when it gets to the playoffs, Americans love their playoffs, um, they treat it as a Youth World Cup or, you know, like they understand the magnitude of it, that it's a build-up to the final. Um, And then even even this game, when we had the El Trafico, um, you know, Murray knows uh, derby games. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone has played these games in their professional career, whether it be, you know... And El Trafico, LAFC versus Galaxy. Or I used to play in the uh, the Rocky Mountain Cup, uh, uh, Colorado versus Salt Lake. So um, I would say this one's a little bit higher up on the list. But that everybody knows these Darby scotch. games. Everybody knows. Hey, back in the day, that was a huge cup. Well, wait, so you well,
2: Colorado and RSL were different teams back in the yes, day.
1: Exactly. Um, but anyways... To just answer your question. Um, they've all, in their professional career, had these moments where they understand okay. uh, the magnitude. I'm always
2: just curious if they look at you, or you you, and they're like, American guy just loves this playoff thing, <laughs> and I don't get it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we do get a few. Like, Carlos does fantasy football with us, and mm. he has jumped right in. Oh, my goodness, man. He'll be texting me at, like, 9 p.m., like a trade or something. I'm like, what? <laughs> wow. You know, you 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 and our
0: captain. Have I think I have thing a lot to do about, about that. That I assume there's money on the line, so there's a a thread oh, that runs okay. through all okay. of this. But that yeah. that yeah. we've covered that. Yeah. The Harvey the, so, Harvey
2: the Harvey gambling story is still one of my favorite stories <laughs> of all time. Um, but I would like read those stories that would come out. And they're like Carlos just he's just cruising through life. He doesn't. I'm like, dude, that guy wouldn't do the things he does if he wasn't this ultra competitive guy. And I would see it in training. Like, oh yeah, he loved. If a ball is at his feet, he loves to try to chip Pablo. Like, it's one of my, it was one of my favorite things to watch in training. And Pablo knows because Pablo's, like, plays over. And Pablo's, like, walking. He's, like, all right, we're going to move on to the next drill. And he sees Carlos with the ball. He's, like, oh, shit. And we'll, like, run back to the goal because he knows it's coming. Oh, I think he's got,
1: like, trauma because of it. Because, <laughs> you know, at least you'd say three times a year, there's, like, almost – I'd say three times a year there's a half, half field-like chip from Carlos that comes out of nowhere and everybody just – you know, it's I like I like seeing Bob because he always has like a smirk on his face afterwards, and I love seeing it because he rarely smiles, and <laughs> it's it's usually no, it's, true. it's usually when it's like a Carlos chip.
2: And so it's like
1: awesome. I love to look over there yeah. to see it because the reactions are great, man.
2: Well, there's a different sound. Like if I'm working on something when I'd be at training, <laughs> and someone scores a goal like that, there's like a sound where you have to run out and go, like, "What happened? What yeah. happened?" And some somebody from downstairs will look up and go, "Like Carlos," and you're like, oh. Yeah. Don't even have to tell me. We don't
0: have Al to put it on the big board as a yeah, replay. replay yeah. But I would like to address one thing because you said Bob rarely smiles, and my friend Bob did know. When he first joined the club, he said to Roscoe, "You know, it would be nice if you guys would, you know, share some pictures or video of me when I'm happy, because I'm <laughs> I'm not an unhappy guy. <laughs> he is so, a happy in guy. In fairness,
1: no, I, I mean, yeah. In in his defense, <laughs> it's during training when we're honed in He's on like how we how we need Very to uh, yeah how we need to play. So." Um, yeah, off the field, talking about grandkids and, and my kids, it's, it's great to talk about, about that stuff. So speaking of kids
0: and grandkids, yeah. um, a lot of uh, relatively young folks breaking into the ranks of the roster. Oh, yeah. And uh, our friends at the Defenders of the Bank on their podcast after the Portland match um, noted that as Dayan was coming off in Portland, um, the Christian and Eric were coming on, and Dayan is actually older than the two of them combined. <laughs> and there's that juxtaposition, right? So, have you taken a role in, you know, putting an arm around one or the other or both to help? You know, help them develop as professionals and whether it's playing cards on a plane. And I know they were training when Carlos wasn't in Orlando. He was working out with them every day. So maybe Carlos has been kind of the big brother. How has
2: that gone? Like, how's the hazing? Give us yeah. the <laughs> real there's, there, there's absolutely no hazing because
1: these kids are the most respectful. Um, you know, they're quiet at times. Um but the most respectful kids you're ever going to meet. And that is like something I rate very heavily when young kids come in. If not that they like know their place, but just that they respect their elders and they respect the setting that they're in. And, um, you know, they work their tails off. Um, they don't have a bad bone in their body. Like they're just good, good kids. And I've had multiple moments when you talk about Dayon leaving the field of just being like, that's right, you're 15. <laughs> like, like, can I talk to you about this stuff? Because I have nieces that are older sure, than I are. And Sure. And I just think of that like, think of that dynamic. And I'm like, I would never talk to them about these things. So, like, I, I try to keep everything PG and, um, you know, look at it as their maybe older uncle. Um, but I've, you know, Eric, I, I just love his game. I, I really love his game. And, you know, within training... You know, letting him know the different decisions that he's making, whether they're right or wrong. And and um, and then Christian, you know, he puts himself in great spots. He has a great understanding of the game. And these guys are just going to develop. They're going to get stronger. They're going to get more powerful. I could see it. They're going to grow. And, you know, between Tony, um, Christian and Eric, you know, they all are different obviously different positions, but you can see them getting in at different moments. And unfortunately, Tony hasn't had his moment yet. Um, I think he will. He's really picking up his game as of late. Um, Eric is just that feisty fullback that I love to see. Um, and, then, and then Christian has a really intelli- intelligence about the game uh, beyond his years because, like we talked about, within our system, you need to pick up a lot. And mm-hmm. at their age, uh, it would have been way over my head. And the fact that they can pick this stuff up, and and succeed at it. I mean, you saw Christian score a goal. He's a great finisher. Yeah. What his challenge is going to be is getting him in those positions more often. Mm-hmm. And something that Diego does really well. Carlos does really well. Brian, 1v1. So, like, he's just going to get better and better.
0: So, the Christian goal reminds me a little bit of a prior goal. So, Apoku turns with the ball in Portland. Mm-hmm. Mahala. The, yeah. Yeah, well, Poku, yeah. Whatever. I'm just
1: letting you know. Thanks.
2: Wait, we're yeah. staying on the nicknames. Keep, yeah. keep going. I the have name. my well, nicknames for everybody. Okay. I'm okay. just going That's with it. my my, okay.
0: my roster. Okay. He turns with the ball. Ball's a little bit in front of him. Yeah. Christian takes it, buries it. Yeah. Game against Kansas City in 2019, late <laughs>
2: 1-1. <laughs> Jordan
0: right. Harvey, comparison. the ball comes to Harvey, <laughs> goes off his foot. He's about to finish. Dio takes the ball, buries it, and is the hero, but it was really going to be Harvey's goal.
1: Well, th- somehow they gave me the assist for that, which is really Cl- strange, but I will take clear. it. Clear. Well, it was clear. such a clinical touch, just yeah. right into Dio's feet. Hey, it actually on the was run. a good touch had he not been there. <laughs> <laughs> if if <laughs> things um, No, we, had, we didn't even talk about Mahala. Like, he's unreal, dynamic. man. Like, unreal. He's
2: fast. 19? Yeah,
1: and he... Like the last couple weeks, I've had to go up against him in training, and he's just a ball ball of energy, man. And it's like every time someone looks at him, he takes off, and he's fast, and he's um, got the left foot so on the right he comes inside. It's hard to defend. Um, But he's another one that's going to be awesome, and he's a project. And I I love seeing these projects, and and Bob kind of mold these guys into players, man. Um, but, yeah, that, I don't know how you're drawing that comparison there. But,
2: um, this beautiful. by the way, it's what we
1: missed about that was in that game, um, and, and he was here as well, Eddie moved to a six to the midfield. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He Amazing. was pulling strings. Oh, yeah. And he took that first touch, found a good pass through, and, uh, yeah, really kind of broke the lines there. And, man, that's a, that's going to be a cool – thing to look forward to in the future is like Tristan coming on Eddie moving to a six and just like locking it down Mm -hmm. creating some sort of Bermuda triangle there where everything
2: gets lost they just take over so it is a thing like it's I mean it's happened a few times times. it happened
1: against the Galaxy when we beat them in the playoffs
2: so he played Dio for that goal it was a great ball as you were saying writing is hard and when I used to write I would say like little things and I would do little things and every once in a while uh, Bob Bradley would catch me at the facility to say, "Vince, I'd like to talk to you about something." I knew I was in trouble. This uh, <laughs> is uh, like airing all the dirty. Yeah, lines. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm saying. So after, because it's funny you bring up the Galaxy game because I had asked him about it, and I said, uh, "You know," he goes, "You said something about shutting up shop," and he hates. Hates
1: that. The yeah, but that's see, that's not what I'm saying. Yes, no. and that wasn't what, what I was saying okay. though either.
2: Okay. I was just saying, hey, you brought on Eddie, and you had you know you had extra center backs, and I even said, but he was playing the six, Bob, and what you read, and I know you read it because you read these things and you're meticulous about this. And Mike Sorber walks by and he goes, actually, there was four center backs on the pitch because it was like Tristan, <laughs> like he was just counting <laughs> okay. off all of out them. There too. And Bob <laughs> just looked at me and looked at him and was like, all right, I'll go No, And I was just like. But well, he, here's the thing like
1: when you have that, and in this game, uh, we had uh, Mo still at right back, and Cheeky, who's more attacking than I am, at left back, and so it's almost in a sense he's just holding steady right there and allowing fullbacks to get forward even more, right? Um, and creating a different, a different, um, a different ideas, different ideas. Yes. With you know, Edward kind of floats different places. And yeah, when Edward's at an eight, I think he's awesome as an, as an eight and getting into these pockets because his, his feet are so good. So it just creates a different
2: look that I, I am excited about, right? Yeah, well, everyone gets crazy, they love formations, right? And that's like <laughs> it's like a fluid three, four, three, right? But I hate three, four, three unless you can do it in that way where you can have a guy that steps up into the midfield and then can also shield your back line you're say, wait
1: you're saying we move to a 3-4-3 three, three? no
2: but you got it it is like a 3-4-3 three, three in that moment he's not a, he's not in between he he drops in but it, i wouldn't call it a 3-4-3 three, three. well that's what i'm saying there yeah.
1: are moments in within the game where i slide <laughs> <Your game> over <laughs> and I create three across the back no, it's of not course. a 3-5-2 well, but this is why it's, i'm saying i don't
2: like 3-4-3 like because three, three, it is rigid and it's but this gives you a fluidity to it where you yes. don't always have to have the three but you can do it with three center backs yeah. that are smart in knowing those moments. And in this game in particular, Araujo, like I was saying, he likes to
1: step to, to me, the left fullback. Mm-hmm. And so creating three almost makes him um, in between. Yeah. Because if he steps to me, the center back can play the ball directly to the winger. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of eliminates his, like, defensive prowess, I guess. He can't really step to me. If he does, I have the outlet out wide, easy. And, um, you know, at times we did that. And... I think at Galaxy, we tried to do that. Um, It was just a little bit more predictable. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as fluid. And um, I thought today, you know, granted they got the red card, but before that, I thought we had some good fluidity in there and we really pinned them in. So that was I, tactics talk.
2: I, with Jordan I, and Vince. Well, yeah. I'm
0: gonna, I'm just gonna let you both know that you're wrong because <laughs> this is actually the influence of owner Will Farrell and his passion oh, right. for Netherlands total football oh, yeah, sure. that he has talked at length with Bob about, and I think that's what we're seeing oh, okay. more than specific formation. Eddie, it's anybody can be anywhere. Way to line it up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Eddie was the co-man, Ronald Coleman, coming in there and doing that. And- sure. I, I mean,
1: Eddie, he's impressed me, man. He's a great player. He's a good player.
2: And good dudes, right? That's all yeah, what I always say about guy. Eddie. People are like, what's Eddie like? I'm like, he's like the nicest guy in the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I was able to go up for corner kicks, and Eddie, the last couple of games have been, has been knocked in the face a couple of times, and so he's had one swollen oh, eye. Oh, and by Pablo. And, yeah. then the, and then the next game, he had another swollen eye on the other side, and so they were like, you know what, Eddie, Give him. let's give him a break, and they allowed me to go up for set pieces today, but then Second half rolled around, and uh, Eddie about you know, we got the corner. I think I crossed it when I was somebody, we got the corner, and I'm going into the box, like, All right, here we go. And he's like, Hey, Jordan, can we switch? Can we switch? I was like, All right, Eddie. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. he just he was he's itching at it. My face hurts, yeah, man. Like, yeah, you know, it feels good now. I feel good, so I want to get forward, but um, yeah, yeah, he's a great player, and it's great, um, to have like the combination of him, who's fast, athletic, agile, and Murray, who's you know he is agile but he's this big guy who mm-hmm. can like you know win head balls and like really have that aerial threat man That's really cool
2: well i have a question that there's no good way to segue into it but this might be a good way if you had a, a rivalry match in any other year where you guys played at 12 30 monday's probably a regen day maybe even a day off <laughs> What would you guys normally do after this? Because you guys are all going to go home and have to be quarantined alone. You know, not quarantined, but like, what would normally happen after oh, a game man, like this? I don't know. Um, a lot, long time for you guys to hang out and have some fun, possibly, yeah, I right? Mean, in
1: all honesty, this year it's been like go home and hunker down. Like I, I, I mean, I don't even remember what it was like after a game when you had the day off. Um, we have a game in two days, so you know, not putting this time sensitive, but like we have a game against Houston in a couple of days. So we're going home. We have practice tomorrow. We're recovering. But if there was a day off, um, you know, I'd, I'd enjoy it at home with my
2: family. I'm, I'm, I'm old man. I, I, I need the rest. So no gambling, no gambling, Harvey stories. Oh, not here, not here.
1: (laughs) No, if if we if we say one in uh, Vancouver, they've got a cool casino. You know, maybe there you go.
2: Yeah, be
0: different on the road. Home, home is a hindrance. Well,
2: the segue. What a hindrance. The reason why I was segueing, I was trying to segue a
0: little bit. Was oh wait, let me just note that we were just talking about a nineteen-year-old player. Yeah. Right. So Deon was more than double the two youngsters that came in in Portland, I'm three X. There you go. Three X on the nineteen year old. So Yeah, but Just you're saying. not
1: you're not you're not sharing a locker with
2: them.
0: It's true, but no, look. I'm, hey, Larry's I'm, been
2: working on his game. Yeah. You know, I know, just I'm trying. I'm
1: trying to get a look. Bob just doesn't take me serious. There was a point in this season when I thought Thorington was gonna suit up, but yeah, that... yeah. You know, we could have
2: used Thorrington. <laughs> Actually, for we'd a, like to see that a yeah. fresh set of legs. Yeah, good fifteen minutes on John. Yeah. Come on. Hey, you see yeah. him in the staff oh. games? He's buzzing. Larry, I don't know if you know this, but I would have at some point, and we probably don't remember, we would have played against each other, because we we're. I played for Slammers. You played for Strikers. Really? We're both like. Less are, than, are you an 84? Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. Did you play with Tyson Wall? Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
2: So at some point, we would have. And we, we've talked I, about Walid like, and Ziad, who yeah, yeah.
1: we know from. We, man, that's crazy to think about. We probably played one another. Yeah. What position did you play?
2: I was a forward, so we definitely did. Look, I remember this. I'm because sure he's, he schooled you
1: hardy. No. We never <laughs> lost the slammer.
2: No, they didn't. No. And the other thing was this. And I, I, And that's why Tyson actually then switched over to yeah. RT. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, it's well. The thing was we, this: we swooped them up. It's still amazing to me that you were the first Gatorade player, high school player of the year from California. Like with all the with the wealth of talent we had, it was they Jordan. eat for that. It was Jordan. Well, I want to tell you this because when, when I went to Servite right High School, so we used exactly. to play against. You know, we would go down south by Woodbridge, had a good team, and yeah. So- yeah. But yeah. Jordan was that player that was like was whispered about. like mm. wow. Oh, Jordan Harvey. Like you don't want it. Like if you were if you were on his side, you were the forward on his side. You're like maybe we switch. <laughs> Cause like <laughs> he's gonna, cause he could get up and down the pitch, and you're just like, I don't, don't want to do that today. I you just don't want
1: to. The, those were like the funnest years, and I and I say that because um, I had really cool coaches that knew the game and like were progressive in that, and mm-hmm. like they allowed like a left fullback to go forward. They just let you lose. Um, but I also had a guy next to me that you probably know, Chad Marshall. That everything that was hitting the air. he just kind of nodded down to me or nodded down to somebody and brought it down. He had good feet still does probably, but um, that team was so much fun to play with. We had a lot of youth national team guys. Like I said, Tyson wall, who's now, I think the Academy director for Austin. Yes. um, Over there. Um, But a lot of really good players and Sasha question's brother, Gordon question. I actually grew up playing with Mm -hmm. as well. And he's in the front office there at galaxy. So um, yeah, a lot of, Man, it's funny. The soccer world is not that big. It's a small world. And, um, yeah, the the slammers, man. Those were always battles,
2: though. You guys had a hardworking team, very hardworking. You've referenced this. You've referenced kind of how you're now looking at your career, and I'm not putting anything on you. But a guy like Chris Wondolowski has already said, like, I'm thinking about retiring, but now I didn't get to play in front of my fans. So, like, how for you, who's now being kind of retrospective in his career, how do you look at this season where you didn't get to play in front of fans?
1: Yeah, man, it's tough. Uh, it's one that I think everyone is doing this, and, you know, I'm no different. I talk to my wife about it all the time. is just taking everything one day at a time. Um, I know that's really cliche to say, but given the, you know, uh, difficulty of this year and um, the unknown – you know, you just got to like, like today, just enjoy it for what it is, um, you know, move on to Houston and see what happens. Because you're right, it's it's tough to say that this would be my last year, given I'm not playing in front of the 3252. it's not the same yeah. as I remember. Granted, the things that I'll probably miss are like, you know, within the locker room, being amongst the guys, the training sessions, the preparation, all that stuff, but you can't come in here last year you know 2019 and have the year that we had in front of these fans and then come in this year and be like it's the same it's it's different it's mm-hmm. difficult um, and so yeah you're absolutely right you know I think at the end of the day I'd, I'd love to play some more um, I still think I got it in my legs um, if you know today against Galaxy was any indication still feel good and um, you know barring any injury you know I hope I get that opportunity if I don't uh, then you know I know that um, you know these years with LAFC were awesome and um, you know I don't
2: regret a thing I gotta say the Seattle game you were fantastic like yeah, you was were, awesome man, that was like man of the match level with Jordan Harvey performance and that's, and
1: that's you know after the game I was asked about you know the game and how great it was or whatever and and, you know, I go back to Orlando and how difficult of a tournament that was for me mentally just going and leaving the family and all that and being in the bubble. But then how it ended. And then, you know, at the end of the day, having a support system around me, having um, guys around me, text messaging me, supporting me um, from Larry to thorrington to teammates that you know, are no longer on the team to guys on the team. Um, supporting me going, you know what, like it's just one game and, you know, we know you and your consistency and that, um, you know, you'll bring it back. And so um, the ups and downs of football are tough, but, you know, you just ride it out and you hope that you have a game like Seattle where, you know, everything comes together. And those, those moments that didn't fall your way, they will fall your way in, uh, down the line. And so, you know, I'm grateful for that. And like I said, just enjoying that moment, because I think I got in my car after that game And I just kind of sat there for, like, five minutes, just by myself, quiet, nothing on. And I just, like, breathed. And it was just, like, such an awesome moment, just having that satisfaction. And so having awesome games, you know, winning like we did 2-0 and not giving up a goal against Galaxy and having the year that feels like we're moving towards, you know, great form, that's just so satisfying. And that's what, you know, I think all these guys within the locker room and what I live for. I love it. So... To close it
0: out, if you could open the book <laughs> and flip to the last page. Oh, God. And just say, all right, this is, if I could write it, oh, God. and I could have Peter Goober produce it Hollywood <laughs> style,
1: here, here's what it would be. Oh, man. The last page? Yeah. Of your playing career my playing career yeah. man I'd love to end uh, you know on top with an MLS cup and being a part of something special like, like I feel that I am uh, with LAFC and you know it will be the one thing that I look back on my career and I regret is not winning an MLS cup and so I, I need to win one before it's all said and done and that's my ultimate goal and however i contribute i will do it um to my utmost and i hope that is the last page of your career is you know having that mls cup to put um you know on my shelf and to show my kids when they don't really care but that i'll, I'll tell them dad was you know dad MLS was cool yeah, you don't believe day, it but dad was cool yeah you may want to go play with your barbies when the game's
2: on <laughs> but at some point you'll appreciate it yes yeah. When you're a football guy, like we can tell, like when we get into the tactics and like there's some guys that, which is oddly enough, Andrea Pirlo wrote in his biography, I'm, I'm not a football guy, I probably won't get go into coaching, he's a coaching event, <laughs> but like you're obviously a football guy, so you're going to be around, like around no matter what, right?
1: I absolutely want to be a part of football in one way or another, um, that I know for sure. Um, you know, coaching is definitely something that I've thought about, it's, it's, it it wasn't necessarily something that I thought would come to fruition, but um, like I've said in the past, like coming to LAFC and working under Bob, um, it's like a new found sense of football. I knew like it's another level and it's something that I was never privy to or or was never a part of um, is having like this, an identity and like really having a system that you can really hone in on and and get better at it's not like um you know hitting it in the channels and hoping for the best it's Mm -hmm. like we can work towards something and each day we can get better and better at that and that is you know where coaching i think would be so much fun is working towards that goal and and you know and bob says this a lot it's not necessarily it's it's how we play it's not necessarily a result although we need those results to be successful it's like the process Mm -hmm. and i think that's awesome and i've you know, in coming to LAFC, I've really enjoyed the process.
0: A, it was great to be back with you, Harvey. Just
1: shooting the shot.
0: B, this was a great day for LAFC, and side note, we are on the sunset deck, and as the day wears on, looks like we're gonna watch the sun go down in the west. And Vince, it was great to do this with you and to have you uh, take the lead in turning the tables on Harvey. So I think
2: that's a wrap, kids.